1: depths of pop culture rises a beast of unimaginable obsession to wreak havoc on the podcast of man. This is the Giganticast. That's
2: delightful. Ah, uh,
1: thank you very I much. I love it a lot. I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm in. <laughs> 11 out of 10. I like how the only one who has has nothing to say is my wife.
2: I live with you. <laughs> 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 that in enough itself says enough.
1: So for those of you listening, you may have noticed this is probably the most populous Giganticast we've had yet. We have four people this time. And three cats.
0: Ooh. Yes,
1: they're around somewhere. I think they're eating. Plotting. But, plotting. They're plotting. But uh, yeah, so this, uh, you know, for those of you listening for the first time, this is your host, Matt. I'm uh, an artist. I sometimes draw lizards. Um- <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes.
2: Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Do you ever draw things that aren't lizards? Yeah. I... T- Sometimes you drew Chitara illegit- for me that one time. I did. That's yeah. fair. That's no fair. joke.
1: I actually had a commission at one show where I was requested just. This guy, a friend of mine, just said, "Just draw Godzilla with a big old pair of tits." <laughs> just <laughs> a big old pair of knockers, wow. and I did it.
2: Of course you did. Which, of course
1: I did. Because challenge accepted. Now hashtag challenge accepted. <laughs> but we also have.
2: Oh, that's me. I'm Mayhem's muse, also known as Jen.
1: Yay! And th- those of you listening who um, listen to other stuff that I'm slash we are on, you may uh, know us from uh, Rage Select, Team JRPG, Woo! Hashtag Buckstuff! Hashtag adjacent.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We also have Quinn. I was briefly on a podcast about four years ago about <laughs> another Godzilla project. Uh, Godzilla, we- like kind of a retrospective.
1: Yeah, it was when they-, nice. they put up all I put out all those Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah. What's and- it called? Uh, it was a One of Us episode. Yeah. It was just ah. about Godzilla. Nice. Oneofus.net uh, hashtag Oneofus.net hashtag subscribe. So I can go
2: research it later. Yes, you can. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Thank you. On the internet. On and- <laughs> yeah. And we also have me. It's- that's that's what you got, huh? <laughs> I've she been been on needs one no introduction. No one knows who I am. That's my. No that is my who who lovely wife, either. Morgan. You who... should know who she
2: is. She's amazing. Aw. shut up. She's know <laughs> you.
3: Casually you.
1: slides a five dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! Stop! Know you. Oh, uh, so yeah, we are here today to discuss the latest entry in the Godzilla saga, which is the new animated film slash. Pilot slash episode, epic, epic episodic of episodic <laughs> <No, laughs> of the Netflix. new anime series on Netflix. Of uh, just uh, on on the net, on Netflix, it's just called Godzilla, and this is episode one, Planet of the Monsters, which is a riff on the title King of the Monsters from 1956. Also, I I keep I I whenever I type it into Google, sometimes it'll auto fill it in as Planet of I uh, Planet of the Apes before I get to the monsters part, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess I didn't pick yeah, up on yeah. that either, so... Fair. Anyway.
3: <laughs> and they're coming... Well, no, I don't want to spoil anything just yet.
1: Just, not just yet. Not just yet. Not just But, yet. There,
3: but there's a there's a, a deeper connection to Planet of the Apes that I just figured out.
1: Oh. Figured out. Deep cuts. We're, we're going to yeah. get to that. I no think, spoilers yet. No spoilers yet. What we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the movie spoiler-free, and then we're going to transition into, like, spoiler territory, like, so people, we'll give people kind of our general like impressions. Like professionals, exactly. We'll give people our general impression starting off, and then we'll transition to spoilers. This is going to be a very long episode because it's not a very long movie. So, um... 88 yeah. minutes.
3: So, it's worth your time.
1: It's 18
3: minutes? 88. 88, 88 minutes. Yes, five, Matt, five the, five minutes. Minutes. the entire hour and a
2: half movie was eighty. 80- Eighteen minutes. Eighteen.
3: That's
1: it. I, Can't even say. I watched it, it in the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> Ooh, so. nice. nice. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, I guess I'll go first, real quick, just to kick us off. I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty good. I saw it in Japanese, uh, in Japan, a few months ago. When it, when it jealous. was, jealous.
2: <laughs> Super jelly. And, Humble uh, brag.
1: I mean, the thing—the thing, the thing though—about watching a, uh, a, a a Geno Rabuchi film is that uh, boy, they're dialogue heavy. It's not that I was really lost at any point; I could understand what was going on, but I was like, he likes his techno babble. There's oh, a yeah. lot of techno. Oh yes, yeah.
3: and hilarious amounts of. Not science, <laughs>
2: completely like pseudo science, pseudo science, science. Is, right? Theo but science.
1: Now, now the three of us, Morgan, Mayhem, and Matt, Ooh, Matt. did the thing. Um, we uh, we watched the dub it's that Morgan. came out on Netflix like like uh, last Wednesday, like flight like, just two days ago. Um, did you watch the dub as well, Quinn? No, because I'm not a heretic. I watched
3: oh, the dub Oh! watch. Oh. Yeah, Cause I'm a weeaboo.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Have to you- be fair, Matt invited me over and said we were going to watch it and gave us the rundown of, all right, we can watch this version or this version. And I said, I'm going to allow the professional to choose and not backseat drive. <laughs> and the professional amongst us in the ways of Godzilla lore chose the dub. So
1: I'm not saying, I'm just saying. All right. All right. I mean, to be I fair, am I, I just saw said it <laughs> twice in Japanese. Yeah, no, no. I, 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 and, uh, but if you hadn't seen it yet, that's fine. Right. I See, so here's the thing. I don't give a shit. Because, I mean, enjoy the movie however you want. But I thought the dub was really good. Yeah, I, I
2: enjoyed it a lot. I, the voice acting was on point.
3: Yeah, I fully intend to give the dub a shot. I just,
1: I had two hours to watch the movie before right. this. And that's that's fine, fine, man. I appreciate that's you fair. making the yeah. time for it. It sounded like you were busy today. So, you know, getting, going to the gym. Yeah, getting swollen. Getting swollen. Getting Get yep. Hashtag yep. Swole. Um, But yeah, the uh, I mean, the the main uh, character, uh, Haruo, uh, was voiced by Chris Niosi. Niosi? I hope I'm not butch- butchering your name, man. But um, I think it's one of the. He hasn't. This is like one of his first really big roles. I Googled him earlier today and. He he's done mostly internet like Flash animation projects and stuff oh, nice. before, and and like uh and like parodies and stuff. Um, a little Karibo, who's a recurring voice on Yu Gi Oh Abridged yeah. and a couple of other shows, he uh, uses uh, a, a lot of side characters in this apparently. So okay, um, now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, the uh, and That's Yuki, awesome. the girl, the um, girl, yeah, um, wow. like That's... one of the only girls in the movie, yeah. um, is voiced by. by... Yeah. Oh man, I don't think she's in this cast list. Um... <laughs>
4: oh, she's not in the cast list. Wait,
1: no, she's probably under. Oh man, I feel so bad now because the Japanese actress is Kana Hanazawa. And or Yuki Tani. Okay, yeah. I, I, I see. The thing is, is that you were just telling me about how there's a lot of there's there's a fair amount of fairly well known voice actors in the Japanese version. Yes,
3: there's um, quite a few very legitimate actors in lots of roles in the film, I was particularly fond of Junichi Suwaba's performance because he's been a favorite of mine since the early 2000s.
1: And what has he been in? Um,
3: most recently you'll probably know him as Erwin from Attack on Titan. Ah, nice. He played my favorite character of Prince of Tennis uh, Atobe <laughs> Kego. What, a, what an adorable
1: name for a series, Prince of Tennis. I mean, I know what it's about, yeah. but it's about tennis. But still, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, the uh, but unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to bring up her uh, Yuki's American actress's name, but uh, she's the actress who plays Ladybug in Miraculous. Oh, Marinette. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, which is, uh, I just love that. That that makes me really happy. So, okay, so yeah, uh, I I, I like the movie. I thought it was a nice. I thought it was a great uh, setup. For what they're doing, because, and you mentioned this on the way over here, kiddo. Uh, it's it's not a lot happens.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, like if you boil it down to just the actions, there's like three of those things.
1: <laughs> I mean, three. yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of setup and it's a lot of justification for what's happening.
4: Yeah, I mean, I admire that they that they just they just boom, they're just like, no, this is what it's about, we're doing it, we're doing it, and so there's like, it, it got, we'll get into that more when we talk the spoiler stuff, but yeah, like, this was a lot of setup, but also I feel like they fast-forwarded through a lot of what could have been set up for the setup, if
1: that makes any sense? I mean, oh, yeah, Yeno yeah, y- y- Rabuchi, who was, you know, one of the. He, w- he was a screenplay writer on this. He's uh, known for doing Madoka Magica and Common Writer Gaim and. O- uh, Gaim. O- and a couple of other series that are fairly well regarded. He's known for. He's known for two things uh, heavy world building, techno babble stuff, and. Nihilism.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that didn't uh, come across at all. Nope.
1: Not even a little bit. Yeah, it's just like... There's a... We're trying to do some... We're having technical difficulties. Uh, I was going
2: to say, there's the... Oh, look, there's the cast right there. Yeah.
1: Christine V. Christina V. Yes. Christina V played Yuko. Is it Yuki or Yuko? Now I'm all confused. I feel
4: so vindicated right now. I thought it was Yuko. (laughs) Because I kept saying
1: Yuki and you kept saying Yuko. I mean... The lady was correct. The thing is, is that... As always. it, It should be... I mean, to be fair, Yuko doesn't... Really get to do a whole lot in this movie. I mean, she's—it's kind of a sausage. Hey, she's fest.
2: a yes. solid source of exposition in this film. <laughs> Thank you very
3: much. The movie definitely does not pass the Bechtel test. We'll, yeah, we'll say that.
1: It, there's there's like there's one there's a couple of other uh, female characters, but they're mostly just side characters. Uh, that is one of my complaints: is that the the governing body of the we haven't given given the setup of the movie yet. Right. The <laughs> the basic spoiler-free setup is that. Um, you could really consider this movie to be, like, if you really wanted to, you could put this movie after the events of any number of other Godzilla movies, because basically what happens is, Earth has been beset by monster attacks for for years. Yeah. Monsters just started rising, and there's a whole montage about it, and um, mankind, like, has... Kind of been winning, has been fighting them, but then Godzilla shows up. And Godzilla is bigger and stronger than anything else. He he just start he starts fighting other monsters and killing them. He starts destroying cities. Don't they hit? I believe they hit him with hundred and thirty seven nukes, something 150 like that, fifty an excessive and, amount in of in nukes in the subtitled yeah. version. Okay, but well, it was a, a lot, lot of, lots of nukes. They they annihilated a good portion of the of the the middle of the United States. Yeah, and spoiler alert. It didn't work. <laughs> Shocker! I know.
2: Who knew? That- and this all happens in the, first, like, in the first like minute room. and a half. well, the first yeah. five minutes is one thing, and then like the first the next ten minutes of the movie is
3: all this. The f- yeah, the first Yeah, like this Flashbacks
2: is what happened. This is what you missed in the previous yeah. episode that doesn't exist.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, so technically there is a previous episode, but it's a novel, right? Um, there is
1: a novel. Yeah. That's true, which is probably never going to get translated. Thanks. Why? Because. Um, I don't know. God hates us. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, Are you guys make Stone. a graphic novel? Oh God, just listen.
2: saying.
1: that There is nice. going to be a graphic novel. Nice. A Japanese comic. A Japanese serialized comic. But the
4: Wait, like an adaptation of this? No, episode? it's going to
1: be like the, an adaptation of the prequel novel, ah, all right, uh, or something like that. It's it's a little confusing. Hooray, pictures! But the but the novel is Kaiju Apocalypse, and it's <laughs> all about how all these other monsters start rising, and then Godzilla shows up, and, yeah. and then after Godzilla has been destroying cities and stuff, these aliens appear, and the alien there the two alien races appear, and they both have lost their planets. And they are the Exif and the Bilusaldo. Bilusaldo, I think, I think that's what they're yeah. called. Uh, they and they're both references to past Godzilla alien races. Alien races, and uh, uh, the X Ex- is of course the X Ex- the- Exilians. Exilians
3: from Final Wars, and then and Monster Zero, right? Monster Zero,
1: and the uh, and the Bilusaldo or whatever are basically the simians from the third planet of the bl- of the black hole from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla and Terror of Mechagodzilla. Uh, this is why I'm really glad Quinn is here, because yeah. he's the only one who knows about yeah, this yeah. And, and the they room. make that
3: very clear within minutes of introducing yeah. both alien races that these are, like, very loving references to those. Yeah. And uh, here
1: things. I
2: am just saying, okay, so these are the Klingons and these are the, the Vulcans. Vulcans. All yeah.
1: right, yeah. cool, we're good. I mean, got yeah, it. you're we're basically, it. You, you got it. You had the nail on the head. The... So they so they are like, well, we can stop Godzilla. They don't stop Godzilla. <laughs> so they and so I guess Plan B was all right. Everybody in the ship. <laughs> we're bailing. This, we're blowing this popsicle stand that's also on fire.
2: Get get on the party bus. We're going.
1: <laughs> there's money in the banana stand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god! There's Godzilla getting the spaceship. <laughs> so we can't stop here. It's Godzilla country. Okay, that's enough references. Okay. So. Uh, so, yeah, so humanity has been traveling for 22 years. Yeah, roughly 22 years yeah. in a very big spaceship. In mean, a big spaceship, mm-hmm. they can't find a habitable planet. They thought they had a bead on one, but. Come see, to find out, yeah. nope. 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 Doesn't, not gonna work. Nope. No, so uh, they decide that maybe they're gonna go back to Earth, maybe, because uh, according to like time dilation and whatever science they're talking about. Earth has 20,000 years have passed on Earth. Right. So there's this one guy I thought
2: you weren't going to go into spoilers. That was well that's,
1: that's 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 in all the promotional material. Oh, okay. It's not it, really we'll never they hope. treat is like it? a there's, there's I don't
2: know you thought Yuki was Yuko or Vice versa. <laughs> oh. so I, I think all your knowledge is suspect at this point. Really? I'll see myself You're out. I'll You're see myself drop out.
1: to play that card, huh? They don't color right.
2: mayhem for nothing. <laughs> Ooh. He's caught on.
1: Yes. So, the the impetus of the plot, the the inciting character is this guy, Haruo. And Haruo is just the, Emo the boy. angriest little potato. Just, <laughs> he's just... <laughs> I love oh, What?
4: Haruo, like Haruo Nakajima. Yes. I just got yeah. that. Oh, oh
1: yeah. 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 I References. It, it, I, I don't know if it... if it, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a direct reference, because, uh, n- well... Nakajima-san passed away. He was the he was the suit actor mm-hmm. who played Godzilla. He passed away this past year. The film was already in development before he passed away. So, but either way, it probably it still it still could be a reference. But Hadoro lost his parents when Godzilla uh uh attacked the spaceport, airport, yeah. but for mm-hmm, space. Mm-hmm. And he has had this giant ship on his shoulder. In- he is a life.
2: giant chip.
1: He is just a chip looking for a <laughs> <her> shoulder, <laughs> and um, and yeah, and so he figured out this plan, colluding with um, Matt face. or Matt Face, Matt face. Face, oh, as God. as the rest of the room calls him. Yep, it's in. Matt is a is a uh, is one of the ex-seef, and he's like, I mean, we were just like. Like, we were like, these guys are super doing it. Like- oh, yeah.
2: Total <laughs> fanship. Um, I ship it real hard.
1: Yeah. The, uh, what would we call that, though? Har- boyfriends. Har- just right. boyfriends. <laughs> boyfriends. Okay, fine. I just,
4: that's a Love lovers. serious, like, yeah. partners.
1: Um, I don't know. Butt buddies. Isn't that what they call them? <laughs> no. you know, they- I think they're more so, than no. that.
2: They share a a mental bond. Or
1: something. It's it's all weird. Or many the,
2: things, all the things. I mean they've been in space for a long time, you know. You gotta get yeah, yeah. bored. You gotta get yeah. experimental at some point. Last night
1: we were watching it, you were like, if it sits it fits. If it fits it sits. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> They're in it. space, all right? Yeah. There
2: are less than how many four thousand humans left? Like oh you can't afford God. to be picky at that point. Sometimes you just gotta put stuff places <laughs> see what
4: happens. Yeah, I mean there's there's not enough for a breeding population yet left, let's be serious. Yeah. I'm just
2: saying. I'm just saying.
1: This is my life. Anyway, uh, no, I'm no, an adult. I, it's warm in here now. Trust me, it's, when I was when did. I was in Japan and seeing it, I would like we after we all saw the movie, I ran up to the poster outside the theater with all my Japanese friends and just pointed the two and went boyfriend, boyfriend boyfriend." Yep. and they're just like
2: ah, don't do that. Yep, it's in. It's it's cute. It's uh, it they they complete each other and it completes me. <laughs> I'm
3: here so, for it. So. That being said, um, <laughs> the movie does a really good job of portraying this kind of post-apocalyptic situation that the characters are in. Everything is very dirty and scratched up in the spaceship. It's very and, bleak. Uh, it's very bleak, yeah. They, mm-hmm. um, they're having to ration supplies because they obviously can't grow crops on a spaceship in the middle of like hyperspace. Yeah. So, very, very tension-filled environment.
2: The most interesting thing to me being the... I would probably safely say... Biggest outsider to this community and fandom in particular, which is great because Matt's been introducing me to it one by one movie by one. Uh, And I've loved every one I've seen so far. This is it's a it's a a huge segue from the thematic style of the previous movies that I've watched. Mm In those in those ones, even though there's the giant monster coming to end the world, there's been a certain amount of that. Adorable kitschy style, like mm-hmm. the the humorous bits, the funny funny things. This one is not that at all. It immediately sets that super heart jerking pace, and it keeps it the whole movie. Like I don't think there was a single comedic break in the entire thing. Like it's just serious the whole time.
1: There were some like little winking moments.
2: Right for people kids. for people that get the films and know all of the references, but nothing like overt. If you're watching it for right. the first time and have no history, you're not going to get that. That's a joke. You're just yeah, going to be right. in it. There's yeah, no obvious very interesting day. difference yeah. to me, and mm-hmm. very enjoyable because of it.
1: That's good to hear. Uh, I I've heard some people um, don't care for the dark tone, and that's fine. I just I don't I didn't find it like. Like sometimes I'll watch something like, or I'll play something like, uh, like Gears of War, which is unrelentingly like everything is so serious until the third one when they're yelling about their tomatoes. But the, but I feel like there is a, a, a kind of a solemnness to it and an honesty to it that feels everybody's got proper motivation. You know, things make sense to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective.
2: It's, it's interesting also that a fan base that has been in existence for so long, you know, it's, it's easy to fall onto a set stereotype of this is what this genre has to be. This is the way that the films have to go. This is, you know, the way they feel. And then that's it. To, to see something like this, it, it shows that the Godzilla genre hasn't come to a close. Like it's still learning and it's still growing and it's still adapting and bringing fresh perspective to it, which is really fascinating and nice to see, you know, they're not getting flat. They're apparently bringing new elements into their films. And that's fantastic.
1: I, 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 I couldn't agree more because the, the genre died in the early two thousands because it had stagnated so much. And, uh, it thank goodness it started coming back and we now have basically three concurrent Godzilla's right now. We have the, uh, the legendary pictures American Godzilla, which is fairly traditional. It's like monsters show up, Godzilla appears, fights the monsters. And, um, have you seen that yet? No. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to watch it. The last
2: one that I saw that was American was
1: the, it's a 1998 So we're one. not going to talk it's about okay. that one. It's, I married somebody 31. who likes that movie. So. I like it.
2: I, I mean, I've seen it. I, I can't tell you what I thought of it when it came out, but I remember watching it, and I right. don't remember leaving the theater, like when I saw 30 Days of Night, going, oh, God, I'm never getting those two hours back. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: that's a whole hey, that other bad, story. bad, huh? Oh, so bad. That's how you really feel. I
2: You don't have time for that. We have okay, more important fine. things yeah. to discuss. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I I I and I've talked about this on Mike a couple of times about how with movies like Colossal, which you need to see. True. Um, and uh, even Kong Skull Island, you know, and, and Shin Godzilla, we are finally getting people into the genre that because it used to be back in the 50s and 60s, uh they're Approach to writing Godzilla movies, writing Kaiju movies in general for Toho was let's write a movie and then find a way to put monsters into it. So like you have you can have movies like Atragon, which is this essentially this weird sci-fi war movie about a flying submarine and this ancient civilization under the sea that's trying to. Why take have
2: work. we not watched that together? Atragon yet. is holy real good. fuck,
1: and there's just but then. There's a monster in it, Manda, the giant sea dragon. And
2: why have we not watched this yet? What are you doing? Next time
1: on Gigantic Ass. Yeah, I mean, oh
2: wow, I need yeah. all of that in my life. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, you've got stuff like that. You've got uh, Dogara, the space monster, is which they reference
3: in this movie.
1: They do reference Dogara. It's it's a movie about diamond thieves, diamond smugglers. But then, guess who's eat? Then they try to break into vaults to steal diamonds. The diamonds are all gone. Because an ethereal uh, ectoplasmatic space monster has been eating the carbon in the diamonds. Delightful. They kill him with bee venom! Why
2: haven't I seen this movie yet, Matt? What are you doing to me?
1: <laughs> next, next time. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, I appreciate that perspective. Um, Morgan, you've been pretty quiet. Did you have any thoughts, like just non spoilery thoughts about the movie? Because you tell me that you seemed to enjoy it
4: no, I did i did. I don't I don't want to give the impression that I didn't like it. It's just most of the things I can think about that i'm that I'm interested in or that I want to talk about are things that that it didn't do mm. or questions that I have mm. I don't I don't really have anything that I want to talk about yet that's not spoilery that's fair yeah, but you're but you are right. This is very much like not a standalone it's thing. episode it is, one it is episode one and I'm just. The way that that I personally feel, they kind of rushed into the the juicy parts. I'm really don't know what they're going to do for a second, or even after that, a third option. Like it's we'll get to that because yeah, they've I mean, already they announced what it, they're
1: doing for episode two.
4: Oh, well, there oh. you go. Well, they, I mean, they left it on a huge cliffhanger, so obviously there's that. But I mean, just like with the pacing that they did, I'm like,
2: where where are they going to go with this? Where can they go with this? Mm. I feel you on that. Particularly since there is obviously so much to a few of those main characters. They they went straight from, all right, here we're setting the setting and then we're in it and then it's over. And there there could have been there were so many moments that happened out of nowhere that could have been expounded on or led up to, I, I think, a little bit better. Yeah. And it it could have I want more from that episode, if you yeah. want to call it an episode. Like it could have been what was it like? An hour and twenty minutes. It could have yeah. been an hour and forty five, two hours, and I still would have been way in it. I I wanted more.
1: And I think that's that's a that's not a bad problem to have when you're watching something is you want more of it, especially if it's something intended to be set up to be multiple parts. Which I know some people kind of rankle against because you you have. Um, you have scenario. I think I, I think you have some scenarios nowadays with people who are in fandoms who kind of roll their eyes when they're like something is clearly setting up for a sequel or is intended to be multiple parts, like Harry Potter movies. The last two Harry Potter movies, you know, they mm-hmm. took that last book and split it into two movies. Oh, don't
2: get me started. And
1: it's fine. You and I had a long conversation a waffle know. House about this. Yeah, uh, but see, sometimes it, it can work. And when done correctly, you can, you can serialize storytelling in this modern age of, so that's the thing. A lot of Godzilla fans are, I mean, most Godzilla fans I've talked to really enjoyed this, but a lot of Godzilla fans are really railing against it and just like, it's the most disappointing thing I've ever seen. But
4: but what are they saying why? specifically? Yeah, because why? Because it's,
1: it's, it doesn't feel like a complete story and Godzilla fans <laughs> are used to self-contained, self-contained narratives. Mm. Like this is something that you and I talked about, kiddo, about how, um, Godzilla is not consistent from film to film. Yeah. Because each film is a different universe, practically. I mean, sometimes there are continuing elements, but...
2: That reminds me of the argument that happens in the music world a lot these days. It's, I like an artist because of XYZ album. Then they're an actual artist, not somebody that just has lines fed to them by a production company. Sure. People like, say, Incubus. Each one of their albums is different because they're experimentational artists. They go into the studio with the intent of creating new material, um, examining a new style, like jazz or funk or pop or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then they grow and they change and they put out an album that feels like that genre. And then they move on. So if you get stuck into a fandom that is XYZ elements... And all you ever want it to be is XYZ elements, you're kind of selling yourself and the genre short because there's only so much you can do with that. So many ways you can tell XYZ story without integrating new elements. And this is definitely integrating new elements and a new style and flavor than what you've seen before. But. Right. I think if you're shutting yourself down on that before actually giving it its opportunity to shine, you're doing yourself and the genre a disservice.
4: Now, see, I completely agree with what you're saying as regards to genre. Mm -hmm. Like, I can definitely see taking, like, a band Mm -hmm. and having them experiment with different types of sound because the people making the music are still those people. The conversation that Matt and I had a while back about, like, what's kind of keeping me from really getting into Godzilla as a series is not... That I disapprove of the genre taking risks and doing different things. It's that, for me, it's because it's supposed to be, but it's not supposed to be, the same character every Mm -hmm. time. And if every time you're rebooting or you're restarting the character, there's no overarching development or growth for me to invest in. Okay, I see that. Because it's not supposed to be, like, one long, continuous story of 26 movies. It's almost like an anthology series where you get the same type of character and you get to try them in different setups and that's fine. I just can't get super invested in it because there's no long-term
1: growth. Well, that's why you latch so hard onto the, not super hard, but that's why you seem to really enjoy the Gamera trilogy from the 90s. You and I watched the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, because there is a growth of that world and those characters, even Gamera himself has a bit of an arc over those three movies. Yeah,
4: and see, that's just more my type of storytelling that I'm
1: drawn to. Right, and I mean, you like True. individual Godzilla movies, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I like, love Final Wars. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. I'll be interested uh, to
2: see how I feel about that exact topic once I have more of the movies under my belt and I've had more experience with them. Cause as yeah. of now, I've only seen, You've
1: seen two Godzilla movies. Two, two with you
2: and then like the Matthew Roderick one. Right. And I think I saw one other one way back in the day or something. So, I mean, but those are all isolated. In- movie, right. But
1: everyone can remember which one they've seen. <laughs>
2: but like when, if, if I watch five of them and they all have that same they're just telling the same story over again rather than allowing it to grow and develop. I wonder how I feel I will feel about it then. Yeah, I,
1: I might boomerang back around to make a Godzilla movie our next okay. watching experience, but. I feel like we've probably gotten far enough into it to where we can probably start. So from, from now on, I think we'll go ahead and talk about spoilers. By the like way, we're going to talk
3: about spoilers.
1: Hey,
4: did everybody catch that we're going to talk about spoilers? I just want to make sure.
3: I don't think they did. Spoiler
1: warning.
2: <laughs> Spoiler alert. If you don't want them, pause now. Go watch the thing and then come back See, and watch the rest of this. Spoiler.
1: See, I feel like I'm being wee, wee, mocked. Wee.
2: <laughs> no, I'm legit. Like, some people are not going to pay attention. No, so I'm, you got to beat them over it. the head with That's it. That's
1: fine. I mean...
2: If you proceed now and get mad later, you did it to yourself.
1: (laughs) I mean, but yeah, I I feel like, yeah, but I feel like as a, as a summary, everybody more or less enjoyed it,
3: enjoyed it, and Mm -hmm.
1: maybe on different levels, but yeah. So, there, the, the big, I would say one of the big spoilers moving forward, one of the big things that is a big talking point is, yes, there is a big uh, cliffhanger, and we'll get to that, but... um, The fact that it ends on a cliffhanger, and the fact that, basically, so Haru spends the entire movie just, again, a chip looking for a shoulder, and I don't think we're supposed to like him. Probably not. He is, like, the shoutiest
4: human being.
3: (laughs) That and his motivations and what he chooses to do and how he goes about it becomes progressively worse. As the film goes Mm, on. That's fair. Um, And so I definitely think that maybe we're supposed to feel sorry for him in the beginning. But you grow to realize that this is a broken person that has no business being in charge of...
1: Anything?
3: Anything, never mind lots and lots of people's lives.
1: Which is funny because he seems to be so composed and so professional when he's put in a command position. I mean, he even says at the end of the movie, we're only able to do this... Because everybody believed in me, which is such an kind of an egotistical thing to say. Like it's a, it's almost like, like um, like a backhanded compliment. Like, <laughs> like if I wasn't so great, this wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for s- believing. Me. Thanks for believing in me, jackasses. Um, so yeah, it, I don't know. Like, and and yeah, he ultimately. I'm really curious, again, because so much of this is set up, I'm really curious about what they're going to do with the next part. Right.
3: And who, if anyone, other than how to the end right, of the movie. Right, because
1: that's a thing, like... Don't get attached to a lot of people. Yeah, we're <laughs> not sure if if, if the even's going to be the same cast in the next movie, like, based on what happens. I mean, I guess we're into spoilers. Right.
4: Yeah, I think, I think we gave a spoiler warning. Um,
2: Wait, did we do a spoiler warning, guys? I, I don't know. Uh,
3: Let's rewind this five <laughs> minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So, <laughs> so, basically, they spend the movie, they spend most of the second half of the movie fighting Godzilla. Because they come back to Earth, it's been 20,000 years, the entire planet has been just terraformed essentially. Dramatically, by yes.
3: radiation given off from Godzilla. And-, and
1: I guess his DNA as well, because yes. they talk about how every the plants, these weird creatures, the, the Servum that uh, Quinn has been playing with, the Bandai figure that we don't have a camera for. Yes. Um, I don't care. I know, it's I delightful. It. I love it. The, 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 like, the planet has all these monsters and creatures on it. Well, it has the Servum on it, and we've seen hints of other creatures. But they're all now descended from Godzilla in some way. They share his DNA. And that's a kind of a big running mystery is like, how much has the world really changed? So they spend this big section of the movie, because basically the, they, the, the main human uh, commander, Leland, <laughs> pretty hair, pretty hair McLeland face, is um, basically says, we're in over our heads. We're out of here. Mr. Hashtag, Mr. Gryffindor. Um, mm-hmm. Even though uh, we we actually we all had dinner before this, and we sat around p- after we put all of ourselves in our respective Hogwarts houses, we then started putting the characters from the movie into Hogwarts houses. By the
2: way, you guys are now experiencing the most balanced of opinion circles because we have one member of each house in representation mm-hmm. here. Be yep. happy.
1: I have. I'm. I'm a Gryffindor.
2: I am obviously a Slytherin.
1: Ravenclaw.
4: Hufflepuff represent. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hashtag. So we went and put all the characters in their perspective houses and yeah. had an interesting time of that.
1: And we and you actually had a really good analysis of Haro, uh saying that he uh, he's Slytherin, but he's one of those he's a su- super self destructive and mutually. He, destructive he
2: is so about his vengeance against Godzilla that it is to the exclusion of everything else. But he's also very clever, driven. And loyal to that idea of Earth being their home and getting back to that, like it's he almost will like justi- totally yeah. beat himself against the rocks to make that happen.
1: He's it's, it's uh it's uh, it's almost like a justification mm-hmm. for his actions. It's like <laughs> no, it's not about the nail um, <laughs> in my forehead. Um, I don't know why. I just wanted to make a reference to that commercial because it's really funny. <laughs> Fair, but um, anyway. Uh so yeah and I mean you could start and, and Metfees Mattface Matt is totally a
2: Ravenclaw.
4: He's a
1: Ravenclaw. He's pure logic. Ruthless
2: logic.
4: There is a Yeah the, the character's name is Metfees but we've just started calling him Mattface
1: because
2: <laughs> yep
4: reasons he is, he is Mattface.
1: face. reasons I guess. He um he is this weird puppet master where he's like I'm not really sure what his we kind of get an inkling that his end goal must be religious. Because he says that other planets, that he, the Exif and the Buz have seen other planets fall to monsters before. Yeah, and I believe that Metfiz believes that uh, that uh, civilizations just get to a certain point and then kaiju appear. Right. He being- he's
2: one of those people that believes in his his faith system so strongly that he sees it everywhere. Like he's yes. constantly quoting the scriptures and quoting. Uh, the prophecies about Godzilla and about him being like the world ender and the hubris of mankind and And all that, all of that business. And he he's always off on his own expounding upon that (laughs) when nobody else is around real dramatically in the shadows.
1: Who who is he talking to?
2: He's talking to Godzilla. He's he's, actually talking to Godzilla the whole time.
1: I really like um, that was actually a really nice little moment at the very end of the movie. His last line uh, in Japanese version he calls Godzilla the King of destruction, or the God of destruction, mm-hmm. Hakaijin or Hakaishuo or something, which is what Godzilla is called in mm. Japan. Okay. In America, we call him the King of the Monsters, and in Japan, he's the God of Destruction.
2: That's a little bit of a difference in
1: the in and in the Japanese version. He says Hakaishuo or Hakaijin. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but he but he says that. And then in the American version, he calls him O oh, King of the Monsters, which I thought was a nice little. I like that personally, because yeah, it's, a it's, a it's a little mirror sure. thing. But yeah, there is a difference to that, though. Because King of the Monsters is what they came up with as the title for the first movie in America. Hmm. So, which is funny, because he's the only monster in the movie. But they've just... That's what's funny, I think, is because they... Just as a little bit of a throwback, they were so confident in Godzilla being this badass movie that they were like okay all of these other movies with monsters in them <laughs> shit you are nothing <laughs> so i mean to be fair godzilla was also like the first monster that wasn't just killed by a, a good shot like a well placed shot But anyway um so yeah the big the big spoiler of the movie is that there is more than one godzilla they spend they spend most
2: godzilla because- the- godzilla Godzilla's—I don't know the one that the one that you see
1: throughout Ooh. the
3: majority of the film is. uh Junior Spring yeah. is yes, Godzilla Junior. He's
1: Godzuki. Godzuki. Oh, oh
2: cute. Yes, so,
1: bringing it back to the Hanna Barbera. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably use the Hanna Barbera theme to, to to take us out in the podcast. Actually, uh, seriously considering that. Um, but yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you. The this is only possible because you believed it, baby. Oh. <laughs> I hate you so much. Anyway. Throwbacks. Um, no, uh, and that was a big twist. Like, that's something a lot of people didn't see coming, because they spent so much of the movie fighting Godzilla, who just looks like Godzilla. He, And to be fair, Godzilla doesn't do much in this movie. Like, the Godzilla they fight doesn't he do much. He just is. He's, yes. Yes. He is. Um,
3: however, near the very end of the film, they have a very almost sorrowful look on Godzilla's face. <laughs> right. It broke
2: my heart a bit. Yeah, it
3: was like you are kicking a puppy. Yeah. Um, and and Godzilla like- is not supposed to be a cute, adorable,
2: 300
1: he- meter tall, <laughs> several <laughs> He's times He's like, man, puppy. I was
2: right in the middle of that good dream and you wrecked it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, when he looks at Haro, after, because they kill Godzilla. Like, yeah, no one's certain terms, they defeat Godzilla. Yeah. And it does, it's
3: not easy and no. it comes at great cost in both technology and people's lives. But they they do come up with a standard kaiju, convoluted human versus monsters plan.
1: But this time it works! It's got a little bit of echoes of Godzilla Raids again, because in that movie they buried him in ice. Yeah. Uh, And in this movie they bury him in rocks, and then uh, there's all this complicated pseudoscience about this subdermal shield or something. Like, like, he has an organ that creates an invisible force field. Because
3: he's every... And I think they, they mentioned in the sub that every single one of his cells is a powerful electromagnet. Yep. Right. Which is like... Which is...
1: Sure. Sure. How cool. Do you, Biology! Science! So, like, <laughs> Science, if you touch Morgan.
2: yourself, does that mean that you get, like, magnetized to yourself? Yeah, like, how do you... How, do you how does that even work? How does it
1: pay well, Why don't you? they just get another really big magnet... <laughs> But how does it work? But how does it <laughs> so, so Godzilla
4: himself is actually like quite small. Like everything that you see on him is just stuff that has like just neck, stuck to him. Oh, buddy. No
2: wonder he moves so slow. Yeah. He's like under the weight of all of the things that have just magnetized to him. Oh, I mean- poor buddy. <laughs> That's why he's so sad. Really. He's buried underneath all the things and is like, can you please help me? Please, <laughs> Nobody gets and- me.
4: Magnets? How do they work?
2: <laughs> oh.
3: But yeah, but <laughs> now that we've
2: ruined the genre for all of you fans, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Anyway, going back to the Starful Look, it's also um, I don't think we've really talked about the movie's visuals too much yet. Oh, but so um, it's by Polygon Pictures. Yes, Polygon Pictures. It's a CG anime, so right. Don't let that scare you off if you've seen Berserk 2016, because oh, this is a much higher budget. Um, like beautifully rendered, it's elegantly created, done. Uh, uh, show. There's, there's actually, um, and it's kind of a throwaway scene, but I, I particularly felt that when, um, Matt Face,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've
3: already <laughs> succumbed, guys. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, but when Matt Face and uh, Haruo are descending onto Earth, mm-hmm. um, in one of the the drop ships, uh, and like the orange glow of the atmosphere is like, like kind of showing through the windows. I mean, that's it's just a gorgeous scene. Like mm. it's. It's up there as I'm wearing a Goku shirt. I love <laughs> anime. Um, I'm watching quite a few of the current season. It's one of the most beautifully animated scenes I've seen in the 2017 to 2018 season. Nice. And that's it's a- just in that's just a moment a throwaway moment in this movie. That's how good this Strong thing is. Strong
1: praise. Strong praise. I um I personally feel that uh, I really would have preferred 2D animation because oh. it's just what's where my heart is and don't let my glowing endorsement fool you I would have much
3: preferred like hand drawn <laughs> 2D sure. animation but they did really good with what they had
1: There's really strong art direction Yeah and yes. it's a lot of blues greens blues greens and and sh- and purples, little bits of purple, and then these shocks of orange and red. So it's a very—it's actually I actually perceive that it's a fairly cheap film. Personally, I think that it's—I think that it's well directed, but it's clearly made on a budget because a lot of the character models are clearly the same, just slightly altered. Um, there's really only one monster—you really just Godzilla and the Servum, and that there's not much, and, and then of course the the younger Godzilla and the bigger Godzilla. There's not much difference between them other than detail. No. Um, but they use their budget wisely, and again, the art direction is really strong. I think it makes up for the fact that I personally think that the animation is a little stiff sometimes, and it's a, little, and yeah, if you if you can learn to get past that, though, I think it's perfectly serviceable. You know, like a really high end video game, like like yeah. a really really high end video game.
2: That's fine. It's fine. I just you say perfectly serviceable and I'm like, "Wow, that that seems like I don't know, that seems like a really bad It's like
1: faint praise. Like, like yeah,
2: like you're real like a Harudo company. Real not shut about up. it.
1: <laughs> um, hopefully not that irritating. Um <laughs>
2: No, its I, like I, it's serviceable. I mean, it <laughs> does the thing. It is a movie. I did watch <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> it was an hour and twenty minutes. No, I really don't want to come across as though i I dislike the art style of the animation. I just I really like your heart is elsewhere animation. absolutely and, valid. Uh, you grew up watching short sure. like quality 2 d animation, yeah. but yeah, so I mean i think I think the big moment of the movie is of course, when. The the real Godzilla shows up. Yeah the um, the score
3: alone oh, yeah, uh, this, makes a huge difference. This chorus
1: in the background,
3: Godzuki, <laughs> as I call him, and 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 the big G. Uh, yeah. It's every single moment where the real Godzilla is on the screen. You feel like the weight and like the terror. Of the the human cast,
1: I cannot stress enough. Humanoid being in a theater oh, when geez. he shows ah, up because ah. the uh, the sound design is excellent in this movie. That's one thing. Absolutely. And uh, the um, Hatori uh, is the is the composer actually. I'm uh, the his name is. <laughs> um, huh, it's not here in the it is, Taki- music. Yuki. Oh, Takayuki Hatori is the composer. He was also the composer for Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla and Godzilla two thousand two of the least well-regarded Godzilla soundtracks in the film. He's not an untalented composer. He can do some really good stuff. But there's been a, a lot of... Cons- but, but part of his weakness in those films is that he doesn't have any sounds that are big enough to represent Godzilla or heavy enough, like if Ifakube um, or um, Oshima. But... to he na- I think he nails it in this. It definitely, has that right definitely. balance of atmosphere and bombastic overdramaticness that comes with anime. So, I don't know. I think he did a good job. And again, the sound design is really good. Because in the theater, even that first time Godzilla roars, like, they spot him out of their window as they're flying one of their ships. And the the, the, the way they did it in the theater was the sound slowly reaches you. Like you Ooh, feel this creepy. wave.
0: Ooh. And it's just...
1: There's like. Like that, like it, it, it just kind of blasts you, and you're like, oh god, I'm shit myself. And um, don't don't do that in a Japanese theater. Do it, do it. Um, and then don't <laughs> just defiantly do shit myself in a Japanese theater. Oh my
4: god, why would they ever invite you back? I have no idea. <laughs> oh,
1: they'll do it. Um, I know <laughs> all their secrets now. Um, all of them. All of them. So and then when the real Godzilla know will shows up, most of
4: yours too. If you're just
1: shitting in the theater. <laughs> I mean... So then when the real Godzilla shows up, and uh, Metfees delivers his his big speech, and Godzilla, he kind of rears back and he cuts loose with his roar, that in the theater, I... I, I Both times I saw it, I, I flinched back in my scene, because it just blasts you in the face. And... Uh, Man, and that, and he's, and the real Godzilla is not on screen for very long, right? Yeah.
3: So, and he, spoilers,
1: but he doesn't do much either. But what he does leaves a pretty big impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He basically annihilates everything,
3: and it's he's he's on another scale completely than the Godzilla that you've been seeing throughout the rest of the film, and uh, I really feel that all of the the furic victories that. Um, the the humanoids have against the earlier godzilla mm-hmm. um really worked to the benefit of this film uh because when you see the real godzilla show up you're like none of the things that they've been doing are gonna work like, they are yeah, they, they, absolutely they, like, fucked yeah, yeah like literally him just existing has shattered them mentally yeah, like, yeah they, they were like they can't we
1: comprehend. can't fight this yeah. they
2: were already at the hanging on a thread yeah this like, oh, better man. work or we're fucked
1: yeah it, it and then would, that. I almost would have preferred, in a, some way, I would have loved to see a Godzilla movie that ends like this, where, oh, wait, everything we've done is pointless. Yeah. Cut to black. Yeah. And yep. the
3: oxygen destroyer didn't work. Yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> it just made him bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I love that. I mean, there really there is an arc to the film. Like, there's an arc to kind of what happens. It's it's not much of one. There's not a lot of rising and falling. It just kind of slow. It just it's kind of burned. quickly quickly amplifies, and then there it falls off. And then you know, there's even a big canceling the apocalypse Independence Day speech that Haro gives. Yeah, and it feels. It felt kinda hollow because I'm like, this feels premature and this feels like like he is such a reckless person, not maybe not reckless, but he's such a dest- got tunnel-, tunnel vision. Destructive tunnel vision person that this speech coming from him feels hollow. Mm-hmm. And then of course Godzilla showing up renders everything m- null, renders everything moot. Yeah. So and it's for kids. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's shounen, right? It's in anime. Yeah. yeah,
2: this is fine. This is all fine.
3: <laughs> the, the, the Netflix recommendation after this film is going to be My Neighbor Totoro. It, yeah.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Actually, the uh, actually the recommendation I got was Devilman Crybaby. So <laughs> I'm sure that's. Uh, <clears throat> I heard that's a rough. That's a rough one. Yeah, yeah, not in a bad way, but in a like a woof emotional. Because Devilman is always a rough. This is always a, a, a rough pill to swallow, so to speak. It's just covered in spikes, and for <laughs> some reason, it's bleeding. So, <laughs> and now you're bleeding. That's not everywhere. That's Double Man in a nutshell. But yeah, so I mean, I, I, I again, I oh, man, and I had a bit. Oh, right, because there's a there's a stinger after the credits. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, watch watch all the way. I mean, yeah. or just scroll through it because you're on Netflix. And yes, it just click I mean, to the last two minutes of the yeah the trailer.
1: The I, I don't want to... That... Well, it's not... They, they kind of allude to it pretty early on. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Do,
3: they do show... That there are humans. That there are humans that have survived this 20,000 years on the planet with right. radiation um, throughout apparently the Apparently,
2: they've only evolved into face paint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and green eyes. Face paint, mm. green eyes, uh, dark skin, and Mothra antennae. And
3: Princess Mononoke masks.
1: It, I mean, that's one of the theories, is that this character we see after the credits is some sort of disciple of Mothra. I, oh, like
4: a uh, <laughs> I, I don't- I Well, I mean, there were, a lot, there were other monsters on the planet besides Godzilla. When yeah. Exactly
1: I'm so it's entirely possible that the planet's been carved up into territories. <gasps> oh my Episode God. two, all two all is totally be, Mothra. It's all going to be like primal rage. Oh,
4: oh yes. Yes. humans have separated into tribes that worship the remaining monsters.
1: God, you heard yes. it here first. Oh Martin man! The code. Because they, done now, they have revealed what the the next movie episode is going to be. Lay about. it on us. It's going to be about Mechagodzilla. Yes, because the they allude to Mechagodzilla at the beginning of the movie. The blue, blue, Um, they just getting further and further away from it. the aliens
3: from the third planet from the black hole.
1: Yes, they. Uh create Bilu saludo. Bilu saludo. thank you. They created Mechagodzilla, yes. which is a reference to that film. Yeah. But then Godzilla destroys the facility before they can activate it.
3: Right. Because it doesn't work, which something- I felt was maybe a reference to some of the later uh Mechagodzilla films. Oh having with uh, like, like
1: Kiryu. Oh, um, where they kinda of stall out right, right, the conditions out. aren't right.
3: Right. So yeah, it was it was a multifaceted and there's trust me, there's plenty of references to all kinds of things in oh, yeah. the Godzilla
1: universe. It's it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with Mechagodzilla because the the rough Japanese title of the sequel of episode 2 I should say. I keep thing is you, you can't really think about this as a movie because it's not really a movie. It's episode 1. Um the Let's see, there it is. The rough translation, well, the, the second film in the trilogy is Gojira Kido Zoushoku Toshi, or, um, the rough translation, which is Battle Mobile Breeding City, or City Mechanized for the Final Battle. The idea is that Megagodzilla has been building itself up into, like, a living robot city, Okay, underground. That, that
4: makes more sense, because we do actually see Mechagodzilla at the beginning of the film during the during the uh, the flashback. Right. And he's, like, super not big enough.
1: Like, yeah, oh, he's, like, he's wow, the no. size of the 50-meter Godzilla. Yeah. Right. He's not the 1,000-foot Godzilla. So that's going to be really interesting. Like, I'm sure the characters, whoever survived, are going to find Mechagodzilla and turn him loose on Godzilla, but he's going to have his own AI now. And yeah, but- we all know that works out Every time, absolutely. Every time. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot. I, for wait. one,
3: welcome our new robot overlord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can. I, I cannot wait for the weird pointy bandai figure they're going to make of oh that God. Mechagodzilla. Oh, yeah, just
4: what we saw in the beginning. Like he looks cobbled together. Like he looks magnetized. Like <laughs>
1: he, yeah, he looks like, like pieces of trapper. shards of metal. And I think as they're trying to give him a really alien look since he was made by the Bill of Saludo. Mm-hmm. So because I mean, the classic Mechagodzilla. I love him. I love him so much. He's made but he's made out of bolts and rivets and and like like accordion joints and stuff. Like he doesn't look like he's made by aliens. <laughs>
3: he, he looks he, like he's made by a 5-year-old.
1: He looks like he's made by someone trying to sell you a toy. Nice. And um but so that's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited about where they're going to go. Um and the I mean my only real problems with the movie are that I'm I'm impatient. I want to see what part what part two is. The characters are a little dry. Um, there's not a whole lot to. They're interesting characters. I wouldn't call them likable. You know, like I mean, obviously Haro is not meant to be liked.
2: I like him with Matt face. I, yeah.
1: I that's. You know together I like I like Matt Face. I like Netflix.
2: together they complete me.
1: <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I actually the two I think the two best characters are Metfees and uh, what's his name? Galagoo, Galagoo, because he's, which is his full name is Mulal Galagoo, which is a reference to Mughal, the alien commander from *Terminator*. Godzilla, shut up, leave me alone. Yeah. And he's the Hufflepuff. <laughs> he, uh, those two have that great conversation about how, like, oh, you know, if we had killed Godzilla, we would have one of our races would have just taken over Earth anyway. <laughs> yeah, but either the
3: X's would have. Um... Converted everyone over to their religion or mm-hmm. their
1: weird computer worshipping religion. Beelusado would have just had a Mecha Godzilla. We got one now. <laughs> what do you do about it? Yeah. So, I, I love that they were upfront about it too, because in in original Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, uh, the aliens' plan was just to make a Godzilla and then kill Godzilla and then take over. But at that point, Godzilla was sort of defending the Earth. So, nice little inversion there, but. Anyway, uh, I guess we can go ahead and go into final thoughts. Um, Mayhem, you want to go next?
2: The best part of the whole movie was <laughs> when they had landed on the planet and got screwed over by the flying Godzilla minis. <laughs> and then... <coughs> <laughs> Our Gryffindor guy was all, oh, well, we got to abandon ship and go back, and this is all fucked, and everything's horrible man. and awful, and Game your plan over, yeah. your plan will never work. And Matt Feast walks in and says, okay, so what would you suggest we do? And he says, okay, well, we should get to the other people. Okay, and what else do you think he should do? And he basically walks him point by point by point through his plan, which is exactly... The main guy's plan. (laughs) And then he gets right up in his face and is like a foot taller than him and looks down at him and says, So you want to do his plan? You realize this?
1: It's a really good
2: scene. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, The only thing that was
3: missing was
1: the. Boy, <laughs> the bitch! Give you the back of me hand.
2: <laughs> that that uh, that Ravenclaw knowledge mm-hmm. just coming in and smacking you in the face. It's
1: great, it's great good stuff. Loved it's it. Good stuff. Real good. Can't wait
2: for the next one.
1: Right. I'm I'm about it. I'm, All right, I we'll have another watching party. Yay!
2: Yay. It
1: should be in May. Episode two probably should be out in May. I'm in. So. Yes. So I can't when? wait. I can't wait. Um,
3: you probably can tell this, but I was super enthusiastic about this. I loved Godzilla's design for this film before I saw it in the movie and I love it ten times more um, once you see it surrounded by what they've crafted with this film. Uh it it's it's up there. It's probably in my top five Godzilla designs. Really? I'm I'm gonna say that. It's high praise, man. Yeah, it's um considering there's like a friggin' ton of yeah, them. Yeah, there's a, g- a gajillion <laughs> of them, but yeah. like Godzilla vs. King Kong is also up there, so. Well, sure, it's great. It's yeah. Good stuff. He's so chunky. <laughs> yeah, I love him. But, uh, yeah, just, a, it's a beautifully crafted movie. Um, it does really well what a lot of animation studios have failed to do with CG animation, I feel. Um, mm. sound design is fantastic. It does a lot of things really, really well, and it crafts this really dark world. Um, that I, that I can't wait to see more of. Mm. Um, and I'm so happy that we're getting more Mecha Godzilla in the second one. Excellent. Kiddo?
4: Um, I'm more interested in seeing the next two because I'm hoping there will be some more development there. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said before, I was pretty impressed that they were, they were just like, they're like, nope, we gotta get to it, we gotta get to the meat, we gotta get to (laughs) the juice.
2: And they just kind of went for it. But, I have I what have, is foreplay anyway
4: really. <laughs> right? Like I have so many questions. Like <laughs> like I I personally I felt like the the spaceship that they'd been traveling on for 20 plus years, like it it I don't remember any areas of that ship. It was very stark. It was very like it looked like it had been cheaply and quickly put together, which was good, but like
1: Ain't no Gener- enterprise. <laughs>
4: Generations have come up on that ship. I'm like, at where, least one. At where, least one, yeah. where are the the decorations? Where are the Good where are the point. personalizations? Like, it was very, very generic. And and I get, I get, I feel I get, like that was
1: intentional. But yeah, I
4: get that that is not the focus of the movie. The focus of the movie is them is literally the movie starts for me personally when they get back to Earth. Like that's the that's the point of the movie. That's the goal of the movie. That's what they want to do. And I was just kind of sad that the setup to get to that point felt like it had to be so rushed because Mm. they just have to get back to Earth. But they still want to show that, you know, the escape from Earth and they still want to show the while we try these other planets and they still want to show that the decision to get back to Earth is a difficult one. And there's lots of pros and cons. So it's like it's like they want to have their cake and eat it, too, where we, we know we're going back to Earth. They just want to get us there. But they don't want to just get us there. That's not where they wanted to open the movie. And, like, for me, like, the opening scene is basically Haro on, like, a weird suicide mission with a bomb on his chest. Is like, you're just trying to kill all the old... All the olds... <sighs>
2: Uh, like that was a strange place to drop you in, yeah. and then the, and the like- exposition of the grandfather about how they were all just in this horrible pain and couldn't do it anymore and whatnot. Like if that's the route you want to go with it, I need a little bit of setup. Right. Like I, yeah, was, I need a little bit of, in, of the
1: demonstration of that. Very burden. in media res, yeah. In, in a kind of a in kind of a a little um. It was a little disorienting. He
2: dropped, it's yes. like they dropped you right in the middle of this scene, in this encounter, yeah, with no, no context.
4: there's no setup for us, the audience. There's no emotional connection for us to get to understand how he got to this point. Mm-hmm. He's and, just
2: about to break. And okay. a lot of the development,
4: a lot of the Ooh. interesting stuff is kind of like handed to us from off screen, basically. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh no, there's always been documents about Godzilla and his weaknesses. They were just classified for no reason. Apparent
2: reason, yeah.
4: And also, Harrow is a captain. So. This, How did he become a captain? Do they still have, like, an active miller? Like, he looks all of 12. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> well, they, it's been 22 look- years,
1: so he's at least, I would say he's at least late 20s. Early oh, yeah, because yeah, like he was a little boy in yeah. the flashback. He's
4: probably like 28. I right. get that. But also, like, like, captain is, is a high level rank in any system. Like, and then he becomes how did Supreme he, Commander. <laughs> how did he achieve that? Like, is this a military organization? Is that the remaining of the human race? They've, they've set themselves up in a military fashion? Like, that's not really ever explained. Fair. And I'm just like, I just want to know more about the 20-something years they've spent on this life ship. I'm like... What new customs have they come up with? Like, they've been sharing the space with two alien species. I'm like, this is more interesting <laughs> to me personally. I feel that. But yeah. I get that that's not the point of the movie. So I just, I hope that we get more development for the for all of the characters. Like, it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of it's going to now have to be flashbacks if we want to know more about what led up to this. So that, to me, already is kind of like undercutting any sort of meaningful development. Mm -hmm. But I hope that all the characters that are still alive get more development in the next two movies. Because, I mean, it is just a part one, and it feels very incomplete for me. Where Haro starts off the movie screaming into space (laughs) how he's going to kill Godzilla. And then he ends the movie screaming still at Godzilla how he's going to kill him. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, like... So much screaming! <laughs> so well, I think much screaming.
1: that's what I'm hoping for as well. Is that because I mean they have that stinger where he meets the girl and uh, the girl, the girl, and I think that's going to I th- I like to think uh, this is projection, but I like to think that that's leaving the door open to maybe everything Haro is known is wrong, and he can maybe hopefully grow as a character. Oh, see,
4: that would be interesting.
1: Yeah, because because I mean, the, the his lifelong enemy has just proven that he can wreck his shit and nothing he can do will stop him. And Earth was not abandoned by humanity. People survived somehow. So, I don't know. But those are all excellent points. I mean, it, it is a it is odd that they are so they so picky and choosy with the sort of things that they want to exposit on and the things that they don't exposit on
4: yeah cuz i mean there there was a lot a lot of <laughs> technobabble and like talking about like especially from the from the the governing committee that runs the whole ship like there was a lot of just like very good and very interesting back and forth with mm-hmm. them but that's that's still like in the moment that's not really giving me a picture of like like what a, what a life looks like on this ship
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And we didn't even really go into the religion that the Oh right. The, yeah, it just the, is. The XVs have. And it it seems like they they kind of drop uh name drop uh Gamatron. Gamatron, which they they treat as some kind of like shipbound AI program that's supercomputer. Supercomputer that can calculate odds of travel. And that appears to be the deity. That's like being worshipped, yeah. Which I thought was a really cool, like, little side note that I want to know more. Like, I right. would read a whole book, like 300 pages. <laughs> I'd read of the Gematron Bible. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Sign me up. Make it happen. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's of course also a little bit of a reference to Monster Zero because they, the Exilians, the 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 char- the the, char- the aliens at the Exif are. Based on their whole deal was they were going to take over Earth and everyone was going to be ruled by computers because they they basically worshipped computers and they took that and ran with it in this new version that makes sense to me as a god so you and me as Godzilla right. fans but to people who aren't as versed yeah it, it comes out
3: of nowhere and they they just kind of tease it so right. we I want I want to see more of that I want to see more of the vilo saludo.
1: Uh, race. It's like, fun to say. When yeah, being, it.
3: being, being explored. Um, that's yeah. like mm-hmm. my, my one critique. I just have one question for everyone. Yeah. Do you think the movie would have started off better if they had started with the flashback of like when they're on earth, like trying to escape and like giving mm-hmm. that emotional weight of like meeting the grandfather who well, dies? For me like, personally, in-
4: no, because no? just from the trailers, we already know. Like, like, these, like Well, we already know like these people are adults. So if we right. started with them as children, I would have been like, "Oh, this is sort of like the the quick right
3: punch the catching pad. you up." Okay, yeah, like Fair. like quick,
4: get us into it. Like, oh, because it's a child. I don't give
3: a shit. These are child, but <laughs> he, we know he lives. No, <laughs> He's just, the main character. <laughs> like
4: I just this is just a me thing, and I get this may not have been the right decision for this movie or this trilogy, but I wish we'd had an entire first movie. <sighs> Of the lead up to the right. get back to
2: Earth. Well that's I'm what like, the novel is
4: for. Yeah,
3: but you can't read the
1: novel because yeah. read
4: Why aren't
3: you fluent in Japanese, Morgan? I'm
4: working on it. You gotta Earth. commit
2: to this enterprise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you married into it. <laughs> oh god.
2: Um in Star Trek reference. Hey.
4: I just I just feel like the pacing is a little bit wonky. Like mm. like even for just a first part, like I feel like they could have done more yeah. to make this just even as a first part feel a little bit more complete as the first arc in a story. Sure. But they, I feel like they were just in a hurry to get to the good parts, and mm. so they kind of
3: marvelitis.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's not thing. So, so, I mean, I, I mean, you guys know what I think of the movie. I think it's. I, I've said it all pretty much. I think it's. I think it's. It's a good setup. Not perfect. Not not. Uh, but flawed. But it, it works for what it's trying to do. And I'm more interested in episodes two and three. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But a tradition on one of us is to give a something out of 10. So, uh, my rating for this movie is probably going to be, I'm going to say six and a half, um, maybe seven. Might bump it up to a solid seven. I'm going to give seven unused Mechagodzilla concept art pieces out of 10. Wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Mayhem? Um, Miss Muse,
2: uh, if you will. I'm gonna go seven five low eight. Oh yeah. Found it very enjoyable. I liked the art style and found it to be gorgeous. But the, then again, I am an uneducated pleb. It's Okay. So my standards are A
1: lot lower. That, no, that's fine. Do you have a Do you have a randomized metric to ass- uh, uh, associate with that? Like, I give it.
2: 7.5 out of 10 very short 1,000 word Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs>
1: Excellent. <laughs> I love it. I love
3: it. Hmm. Um, I'm going to give it 8... uh I really wish Engidatsu had been in the movies.
1: Oh, out of ten.
3: Ouch. Yeah, he's, he's in he's the novel. novel. He's in the novel. Several of him are in the novel. Yeah, there's
1: a, there's like a, there's like a pack of and
3: them. And Project Hedora is even invented to kill him. Yeah, it made me sad. Which, yeah, sad. But yeah, so, um, solid eight out of ten.
4: Ooh, great. Get up. I'm gonna give it six out of ten, Matthew Brodericks. Oh! Ooh, oh. Deep cuts! <laughs>
1: So I think we're that's it. ass is over. We're not doing this anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I killed
1: it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, well, this, this is my legacy. This is it's true, all yes. possible
3: because we could believe in you.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you almost killed my three wife. times. Three yes. times. <laughs> Comedy comes in threes. And with uh, that, I
4: wish you hadn't said that when I was drinking water. I almost spit that everywhere.
2: <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> it was almost made like gold if you had
1: you. excellent. All right, thanks everybody.
4: Thanks. Good night. Thank you. Bye.
0: From the depths, 30 stories.